Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. This is episode 61. And today I am speaking with the founder of Mums Who Wine, Lauren Oliver, all about building a purpose-driven business. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey there, lovely. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I hope that you are doing well and that if you're in Melbourne or in Australia, you are surviving what is starting to get or become a very cold winter. It is so cold down here. I am looking forward to heading off on holiday soon to the sunshine. But this week I wanted to do something a little bit different. Now, obviously this podcast, I try and make it as tangible, practical, implementable as possible. Uh, But today I am speaking with Lauren Oliver, who is the founder of a business called Mums Who Wine. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen a lot of their images, promos, etc. on Instagram, some on Facebook and have watched their events saw. And so I was really intrigued to find out more about Lauren and her business and her background. So when I spoke with Lauren, which you're going to hear in this interview, I have to be honest, I didn't realize kind of where she had come from and her journey. And I felt really excited uh, that she was so passionate about what she's doing and the reason why she's doing it. So like I said, this podcast is a little bit different to normal, but I absolutely loved our conversation and I was really inspired by the risk that she's taking, the courage that she's shown and her commitment and passion to make a difference in the lives of mums and now dads as well. So without further ado, I want to dive straight into this week's interview and episode, and I hope that you enjoy. Lauren, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Now, I did contact you. I have been watching your journey on Instagram mainly uh, and seeing all the events that you're running, and it's just looked like it's exploded. I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, sometimes I say that people are like, yeah, I've been going forever and now, you know, I've kind of had a tipping point, but Mm -hmm. you haven't been going for that long, have you? No, it's less than two years. Yeah. Which is amazing. So it it literally has exploded and it's, uh, and people are astounded, which is so exciting. But when people say, so how long have you been doing this? I'm like, well, it's our second birthday in July and we've, um, yeah, like we've launched in four states. We're running 10 events a month. We've connected over 5,000 mums, raised 27,000 for Panda. It's, um, yeah, it's been insane. So it's been a pretty crazy journey, but one very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, really a business that's called Mums Who Wine was always <laughs> going to be successful. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a pretty catchy title. <laughs> I always say to people, people will buy what they want to be, do or have. And I'm like, I feel like that title encapsulates all of those things. (laughs) 
it is, yeah. And it, it kind of happened really um, naturally in the fact that I didn't think of a catchy name because I didn't start it to be a business. So it's just sort of evolved from there. And people say to me, that is the coolest name. I'm like, yeah, it just kind of just came to me and it just sort of fitted what I was doing at the time. And yeah, so it's, um, and a lot of mums that come to the events, they're like, I don't even know what this is, but I just saw the name. <laughs> that's what I mean. People are like, I don't care what that's about. If there's wine and yeah. I'm a mum, I then saw I'm there. Yeah. And then obviously I get up and share that it's a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, obviously a bit more of what you probably getting through. But um, yeah, so it is a very good name. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive into all that because I have so many questions for you. But how did you get here? Like what were you doing before you started Mumsy yeah. Wine? I was a lawyer. So I was practicing, um, I practiced for 10 years as a work cover lawyer. So I uh, worked for um, a top tier law firm and our main client was WorkSafe. So, and I specialised in, um, yeah, defendant work cover claims. And so, but then I moved to a new area. So I was living on the morning to Peninsula and I moved up to Newport, which is where I live now to be close to the city because I was working full time and I was doing the travel and it was killing me. Um, so yeah. And I realized that I didn't know anyone. I didn't know any mums and I was working full time. So I thought, how can I meet people? So I just put a call out on our local mums and bubs Facebook group and said, hi ladies, I don't know anyone. Would anyone like to have a glass of wine? And that's how it all evolved. And I just started a Facebook group um, and I just organised monthly events in my community. Um, and they just started as small dinners and then they just grew and grew and grew. And it got to the point where the Facebook group was, I think, 1,500 members. The events were selling out in 45 minutes. And that's when a couple of friends sat me down and said, you need to start a business. There's something in this. And I was pretty sceptical because I'm like, dude, I'm a lawyer, like I'm, that's all I've ever done. I'm like on the path to partnership. I'm corporate, corporate, corporate. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what, I think you never want to have regrets in life. So I started it. My, um, my youngest son was, no, I came up with the idea for the business. Um, I think he was two weeks old and then I launched it when he was six months old. Amazing. And so how long were you doing that before you decided that it was going to be a business? Like how long were you running the events? The events I started in, I think it was about October 2015. So probably about, yeah, just just under two years. And that was just in my area and my community in inner West Melbourne. Now, giving up a career as a lawyer when you study for as long as you do, and like you said, you were very much, I'm going for partner. Mm -hmm. How do you make that decision? Well, it was actually my husband that encouraged me, funny, funnily enough. And, you know, I was the main breadwinner. We were saving to buy a house because it's obviously quite expensive up here. And, you know, it was all just, and like, I just got a really big client and everything was like, yeah, you need to stay in what you're doing. And I just got home one night and he just sat me down and goes, you need to do this full time. Like you you should quit your job. And I like, I looked at him with like disdain. I'm like, what do you mean quit my job? And he just kept saying, he's just, just quit. And I said, I can't quit. And then, and then he, he sort of said, why not? And I said, well, what would people think if I quit my job as a lawyer? And, and that's what it really highlighted how much of my identity was wrapped up in what I did and the title and, like when I said to people, I'm a lawyer, people go, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, there's that a lot one. of status around it, isn't there? A lot of status, a lot of notoriety. And 
But then he's like, look at what you're doing. And I said, what would I even say? How do I even quit my job? Like, what, what does that look like? He goes, just go in there and say, you've started this business. You're changing the lives of mothers and back yourself. And I went, oh, bang. Okay. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I did it. And you know what? It had only been going six months. It wasn't making money barely, you know, it was covering costs. But I just believe in taking a step of faith and I always say the greatest investment you can make is in people and the rest will flow. And, you know, I, I believe in this. I believe in the mission. I believe in what I'm doing. And, yeah, like it's it's pretty crazy um, to think that I'm not doing it. I mean, I think that it, it brought me to where I am. Like I'm glad that I did it. Um, you know, ideally I would have liked to have saved the $60,000 I spent on uh, my uni degree. or two, I actually did two degrees. Um but it's all part of the, the journey and it's made me where I am now. So, yeah. Amazing. So a couple of questions right there is that, and I was literally doing a webinar this morning on building confidence and things like that. And so many people, the first thing they say is what are people going to think? Like, mm -hmm. And that's such a huge thing that holds people back. But you've just said you were the main breadwinner you were mm -hmm. saving for a house mm -hmm. uh, and you've got these two degrees, so you've got a hex bill, I'm assuming. Well, I just paid it off. I just After paid it off. After 10 years of working, yep. <laughs> yeah. And so where do you find the courage to do that when you've got these sort of bigger goals like buying the house and the fact that you're the main breadwinner? Mm -hmm. Like, what? Well, it's amazing that your husband backed you like that. Yeah. But how do you kind of switch your mindset Mm -hmm. all of these really big things that you're now going for and going yeah. into a business that's not actually making any mm -hmm. money that's going to help you achieve that. How did you do that mentally? I just, we kind of sat down and spoke about it and I said, but we're saving for a house. He goes, so we keep renting. And it's like, mm, okay. And I feel like a lot of um, things that are put on people, like, you know, you've got to, you've got to own the house. You've got to do all that. And obviously that's amazing. But like I often found people would come in. So we live in a, a really lovely house we're renting and people would come and go oh, this is a beautiful house I'm like oh if only we owned it and it's and it made me realize it was just that mentality of you know you have to own your own house you have to do that but it's like in this day and age a lot of people don't it's very expensive to own your own house and I wanted to have the flexibility to be able to do this and yeah I mean it did honestly it did take a big shift because you know from when I was, I think I wanted to be a lawyer from the age of like 12 when I used to watch Melrose Place and I know they were advertising, but I wanted to be like Amanda Woodward in the like, you know, wearing the power suits and the, you yeah. um, and then to sort of shift from that. But I think, as I said, like when I see the mums at the events, like some come up to me, oh, I'm going to get teary. Um, and they just look at me and they say, thank you so much for starting this. Like I didn't have any friends and I've made a friend tonight. Or um, we had um, a couple of mums who came to one of our events. One had just got out of a perinatal, you know, hospital for suffering really bad postnatal depression. And the first thing she did was come to one of our events. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I always say, if one person will stand up at my funeral and say that, my life has been made better because of something that I've done, then the money and all of that, yeah, look, it does take a bit to get used to and, you know, I haven't, we've had to change a lot of what we were doing. But I also just believe God, the universe, whatever you believe, backs you in it. And we've been really blessed with a lot of things since it's happened. Um, people have been really generous with helping us and 
I think it's just, I feel like if you take that step of faith, it's the biggest thing you can do. It's scary as all heck. And I'm happy to chat to anyone who's thinking about doing it. Um, and you do have those times of doubt. And I think you put yourself under a bit of pressure because you know that it's kind of on your shoulders. But at the same token, and I said to myself, I'm giving myself two years. So it's not like I'm like, I'm never going back to law. I thought, you know what? I'll give it two years. What have I got to lose? And, you know, it's coming up to two years and safe to say I'm not going to go back to law. But, you know, I've been doing it 10 years. It was always there waiting for me if I, if I needed to. Amazing. I think that that's, yeah, so much courage to be able to do that. And I think it's really interesting because we, so many of us have come from corporate Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the, like sort of writing my book at the moment and one of the chapters is called Once a Corporate Chick, Always a Corporate Chick. And it's <laughs> more the mentality yep. that you climb the ladder and you mm-hmm. go for the partnership. Or for me, mm-hmm. I was like, I will always be a CEO. Like, yeah. That was my goal. And now I'm like, well, now I'm the CEO of my own business. Yeah. So that kind of changes. But I think yeah. that... Um, yeah, it's amazing to be able to go, you know, something, it doesn't always have to look the way that everybody else tells us. Exactly. And you also have to look at why you're doing things. And I think really look at, I know for me, it was a lot to sort of, um, to make people proud and to prove and all of that, your own sense of value and sense of identity and worth. And I remember I was really scared to tell my dad because he's um, a very hardworking man and, you know, you always want to make your dad proud. And I sat him down. I said, oh, Dad, I'm just letting you know that I've, I've quit my job. I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. And I'm, you know, I'm running my own business where I essentially drink wine for a living and socialise with mums. And um, Way to position it there, all right? Yeah, exactly. And, but he actually looked at me and goes, good on you, Loz. There's better ways to make money. You know, you should be at home with your family. And, you know, this is amazing. I'm like, could you have not told me that like 15 years ago and I could have saved a lot of money and all of that? But, yeah, I think you just have to, at the end of the day, not worry about what people think. And I've always been a massive people pleaser and that's something that I've really worked on. And, you know, at the start when I when I told a few people about the idea, a few people were a bit like, mm, you know, good luck on that. And I was actually my best girlfriend. She's like, can you do me a favour? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, if you start talking about mums who won, and this was before I'd launched, and she goes, if you get the even the hint that they're going to be negative, just stop talking. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, this is the most critical time of your business where you're, you know, you've got the idea, you're going to launch it. If you get a lot of negativity, you won't do it. So just stop talking. And I went, okay. And I've done it a few times. Like I get a bit of a, oh, I'm like, anyway, Weather's pretty nice, isn't it? And you just change it because you get, if you have the negative voices in that early stages, of, as you know, when you start your business, it does deter you. You need people that are backing you, like not blowing smoke up your butt, but actually saying, no, we believe in this and we're standing with you in it. Yeah, that is awesome. And I also think because, yeah, the, the external energy, voices, conversations, opinions, mm. they can really weigh you down a lot of the time. But I also think that your dad, bless his heart, like how gorgeous is that? But I also think with age comes wisdom that, like they say, nobody laid on their deathbed and said, I wish I'd worked harder. I wish I'd worked more hours. And I think that, you know, him just saying that is probably like, you you don't work all the hours. Like be be with your family because that's what's important. And I do think that that's such a gorgeous thing 
Yeah, oh, it was amazing. And look, you know, and you know yourself, you, I feel like I'm working harder because it is, you know, it doesn't stop. It's not like I can clock off. Well, I can, but in the same token, I do the drop-offs and the pickups, and I, you know, I just um, put my name forward to be a parent helper at Thomas's school, which I never would have been able to do. So, yeah, I last most nights I'm up till midnight doing admin and things like that. But it is swings and roundabouts, and you know, I'm the happiest I've ever been, and I know that that's a big part of it. So, so good, so good. Okay, so what have you learned along the way that maybe you didn't really know before you started? I feel like you're going to say everything. <laughs> um, something that I've learnt, um, or something, I don't know if it's so much I've learned, but something that I've been so overwhelmed by is how many people are actually just wanting to help and how many people really support and back your vision and back people that are actually giving it a rod, a red hot crack. Like I think, and I always talk about, and you'd see on my Instagram, it's always women supporting women. And I, I always say that's not just a cool hashtag. It actually is real. And I've experienced that firsthand with the amount of people that contact me and just say, I love what you're doing. How can I help you? I've got a beautiful woman, Michelle, who's, um, sort of acting as a business coach. She's doing it all for free. We have monthly catch-ups. She's just amazing and I'm like constantly thank you thank you thank you and she's like I just believe in what you're doing and I just love watching it I think people think that people aren't going to help you but people do and people are very generous with their time and their resources and things like that um so that's one thing that I've really learned I've been really overwhelmed and really humbled by but I think I'm learning delegation which I've never <laughs> I've never been able to do not even in your corporate job? Oh, I was shocking. It's really bad. I mean, I did a bit. Like I had my own PA, which I, I do miss. I miss. That's the part of corporate that I miss because I'm like. One day. One day. One day. It's coming. It's coming. But, um, but yeah, just realising that you are one person and I think the biggest thing and especially recently because it is getting so big so quick and you might see like I was in Darwin on Friday, then I was at Jackalope on Sunday and you know, people actually saying, okay, but if you, you need to look after yourself and you need to, you can't do it all. Um, so just to delegate. So I've just, I've just appointed a BDM who, um, Jackie, who's helping me build and things like that. So just learning, um, you know, if anything comes across your desk thinking, can anyone else do this and delegating those things, whereas I used to do it all myself, but I shouldn't, I don't need, at the moment I'm doing it, but I don't need to be responding to every email. Someone else could be doing that or sending out membership packs. Someone else could be doing that. I need to be the face-to-face -face person. So learning to take off a bit of control and delegate. Yeah, I'm sure you could find ambassadors in each state who would more than be, ha be happy to, you know, so you don't have to be at all of them. But I did see you were travelling a lot as well. So yeah. I mean, would be fun but it's exhausting too isn't it yeah look we do so the areas where we've launched we do have ambassadors so they run the events for me so I help organize it and then they run it so that I'm not doing right. the travel but it's more the pop-up events which you've probably seen and it's you know I have maybe daily messages from mum saying when are you coming to our area can you please come and so that my heart just goes okay I'm coming I'm coming um so and I guess when I go to a new area, I, I probably need to be the person in the face of it. So, but, um, but yeah, it is that there is a lot of travel and it's, um, it can be exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I was knackered on Saturday cause 
I don't know why I thought I'd just fly in and fly out in Darwin in like, you know, under 24 hours. Like that was probably a bit crazy, but I'm just like, oh, I'm going to Darwin. I'm like, yeah, seven, it took me seven hours to get there. Then I ran the event and I flew out at 7 a.m. the next day. (laughs) Maybe some states you'll stay a little longer in. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But but then it's also the whole I should get back to the kids and, you know, the mummy guilt still comes up. As much as I'm a big advocate for saying no to mummy guilt, it still comes up. Yeah. And so what made you decide to have self-care as the central message or objective for Mums Who Wine? I think it was from my own experience. So I know um, for me, if I don't have time for myself, I um, it's come out in my family and they can see it. So I know the triggers, like I'm a lot shorter with my kids. My husband and I fight a bit. I almost get a bit resentful. Like I look at people and go, oh, I'd love to lay on the couch and watch Netflix. I can't do that when I actually could do that if I wanted to do it. But, um, you know, <laughs> probably don't allow myself to do that often. But, um, and I just think that as mums, um, and I think all people, it's not just mums, but we just give out constantly. And a mother's heart is a very selfless and we're often running on empty. We're often, you know, um, you know, pouring from an empty cup, so to speak. And I just think that if it's almost, if I can create this space and this avenue for mums to almost to empower and to give them permission to invest in their self-care, I firmly believe that you know, they're going to be a better version of themselves. They're going to be a better wife, a better partner, a better mother. And they're just, and it's going to have the flow on effects and the ripple. And I, you know, it came from my life and the fact that I, I felt a bit guilty that I wanted to do that when I was working full time and then to come home and then go see my girlfriends. But I know that I needed that. And I think so many mums sit at home, give out so much, don't do anything for themselves. When if you can just take half an hour of your day or half an hour a week to go do something for yourself, you're going to be in a much better headspace. And obviously, we do focus on mental health awareness. We support Panda. So I think just the whole and the self-care saves, which is our hashtag, that just kind of, again, came about naturally. And I just thought it does save. Like if you can actually have time for yourself and preserve and protect your mental health, that's going to save a lot of things. You're not going to be like, I'm not going to be a horrible wife to Mark, you know, and that's going to, that's going to save our relationship. I'm going to be in a better headspace with the kids, even friendships. Like if you, if you give your, you know, create that time to invest in your friendships, you know, that's going to save your friendship. So I think it's just, again, it's been a natural evolution. And I think that it's a powerful message because I know that a lot of people don't prioritize it. And why do you think that is? I think often it's, I think in mums in particular, I think it's a bit of guilt, like the mummy guilt in the fact that, uh, you know, sometimes a lot of the things, I think some people go, oh, you know, going and getting a massage, it's too expensive and I should spend money on the kids. But it doesn't even need to be a massage. It can be a half an hour walk around the block. Just go and do it. Um, but I think we just are constantly prioritising, focusing on others which is beautiful and that's a woman's heart and, I, and, you know, and I think that's incredible. But if you're constantly focusing on others, you know, what happens when you fall down? Like if you're, if I'm go too hard, which I did a couple of months ago when I was sick for a month, like I can't, everyone else is going to be impacted by that. Whereas if I actually took the time to stop and slow down, which I'm doing, trying to, um, yeah, I think that 
people need, we need to realise it's not selfish to go and I always say, you know, self-care is not selfish. It's a necessity. It should be a priority. And you're not a bad mother because you want to have a night out away from your children. You're actually a good mother because you're preserving those relationships and looking after yourself, which your kids are going to benefit from, I believe, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big self-care advocate. I've practiced it for a long time. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I'll go book a massage. Um, But I also know, so there's Sophie Timms, who is a photographer down uh, on the Wanita Peninsula. She's on her stories lately. Um, Shout out, Sophie. uh, Sisters Mm -hmm. out. Uh, and she has, I think it's maybe a day a week where she has like a self-care day, which could mm-hmm. be anything. It could be going to the doctors. It could be mm-hmm. like, you know, a massage. It could be whatever. Yep. Yoga, Pilates, lunch, those sorts of things. But I think that, yeah, if we can try and just say to ourselves, what will I do for myself this week for half an mm-hmm. hour or for an hour or whatever it is, yep. I think that it's just a good mindset to get into as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to to practice that on a regular basis and for it not yeah. to be once every three months or something like that. Oh, absolutely. And this is the thing. I speak to a lot of the mums that, you know, come to the events uh, and they're like, I can't think of the last time I went out. And I'm like, oh, far out. Like, And that's why, you know, you're, you might have seen we have our membership as well and we partner with 300 businesses nationally and they're all focused on self-care and that's almost creating that avenue And again, that permission for mums to actually stop and invest in themselves. So, for example, the cafe down the street, um, Doyle and Sons in Spotswood, they give a free coffee every time I go if I sit down and have a meal. And the mentality, instead of being rushing women's syndrome where you come and grab your coffee and you're running and you're doing a million things, you actually stop and you take half an hour and you sit and you have a hot breakfast or a hot lunch without little pe- – you can go with your kids if you want, but without little pe- – I choose often choose not to um, <laughs> because otherwise they eat all my food. I was about to say, nobody's sitting and relaxing in a cafe no, and eating hot food if they've got kids. But anyway, yeah. And I don't like sharing food. Um, so, yeah, you actually sit down, you spend half an hour, you eat your lunch, you can just sit in silence, you can read the paper – And then you walk out and you're like, that was amazing. And that's half an hour. And you're supporting a local business by going and eating there. They're supporting mums by giving them a free coffee. It's just a win-win. And, you know, I think a lot of people see the name Mums Who Wine and think it's all a big boozy thing, which it absolutely is not. Um, You know, and we've got gyms, we've got boutiques. It's all very, it's always like if you had half an hour, what would you like to do? Would you like to go to the gym and feel better about yourself or would you like to go and have a coffee or would you like to go and have a wine or yeah so I think it's just creating that avenue and I think if the mums get a discount or a VIP I sort of I, I try to avoid the word discount more a VIP treatment because yeah. there are mums it encourages them and that helps with the mummy guilt it's like okay yeah I will go and buy a new top because I get 15% off you know yeah amazing it's the mentality of it and so when it comes to your business mm-hmm. uh, and really like when you started your business what are some of the key things that you feel really helped you to build the business and the brand? Mm-hmm. I think it was just, um, I mean, I was lucky in the fact that I had already the Facebook group, you know, I had 1,500 Inner West mums that knew what I was doing, supporting it, backing it, you know, um, loving and trusting me as well. I think trust is a big thing in any business. And um, so I had those, but I think, Honestly, social media has been so powerful for me. I know that it gets a bad rap at times and I understand the, 
pros and cons, but the amount of people that just share, um, for example, an event, they share the event. I mean, one of our, um, I think our Brisbane event reached 200,000 people and that was just an event. That was our launch. And that's just because people see it, they share it, they like it. Uh, so I think that's got the name out of out there and they've built it. And then obviously the support of the local businesses who are our affiliates, they come on board and they support it. But I think it's just, um, yeah, you really need to have people's trust. And I think because I, the, the reason why I think it's been so successful, I never started it as a business and it's just evolved into that. And I'm, I'm doing it to meet a need and, you know, I've hit a niche market and I recognise that, but I've more importantly hit a need. So I think being authentic and, and I often coming back to why I started it. So sometimes it's hard because I do run it as a business now and, you know, like the events, for example, like if I'm, I was a bit worried about Darwin because the numbers weren't selling that quick. It turns out they just buy it the last minute, which most mums do anyway, but, um, and, you know, knowing that I have to cover my costs and things like that. But Mark's really great. My husband, he's like, just remember where it started. You started with eight mums. Like, don't lose sight of what, you know, you, I think always coming back to, okay, did I start this for, why did I start it? And it's to help mums, to get mums out of isolation. And I say at all of our events, if one mum here comes, has a good night and meets a friend or goes home in a better headspace, then it's worth it. So not being too overwhelmed with the, you know, the big picture all the time and just focusing on why you started it and the impact you're having. And so when you were pitching the idea to businesses mm -hmm. to come on board as part of your membership, yep. what was the conversations, uh, what were the conversations you were having? Look, I think, it, again, it really helped because I, I launched it in it in inner west and a lot of the businesses i'd run events and they'd seen it and they saw the impact so but i i'm very very particular with businesses i get it's not about um for me it's not uh they want to do it because they get the promotion from it they want to do it because they support my heart and my vision which is for mum so i just would get in contact with them and i'd sit down and i'd just say look I, um you know obviously these events have done really well i would love to be able to provide this space for mums i want mums to you know feel that they can go out and invest in themselves and you know would you like to be a part of it and almost inviting them into the vision as opposed to okay you know, and at the start I was, uh, okay, you're going to get, we'll promote you on social media and we'll do this and we'll do that. But I've actually backed off that because I'm like, if, if a business is, I, I know we're all business and we need to, you know, you need to get something from it. But I'm like, if they're so focused, okay, well, when are you going to post on social media? How many posts are you going to do? You know, get all of that. I'm like, I think you're just missing the whole point. Like it is just about supporting something that is supporting women. So, um, but yeah, I, for the most part, I've, only had a handful that have said no, so which has been really amazing. And so did you deliberately target specific businesses that you felt an affinity to or how did you go about that? Yeah, so I'm very, um, very mindful. I Because I'm very aware of, you know, mums might get an hour a week or whatever it is and I want to ensure that if they've got that one hour that they're going to have a good experience. So the, when I first launched it was businesses that – I had been to and then I'd had a really good experience and you know I've had been approached by people and I've said no for different reasons um, because I'm very protective of that and protective of my members time so yeah so it's people that I'd had a relationship with and then as it and then when we launched to new areas 
was from like close girlfriends in the area. I said, can you give me recommendations of places you would go? So I never, it's not like I sent an email out to the whole inner West Melbourne. I just sent it out to particular businesses. And again, we're really strict in the fact that it's only about the mum because obviously I get approached a lot about children's things to do with kids because I've got a big database of mums, but I'm like, it's not about the kids. It's all about the mum. So sorry, it's about just their self-care. So yeah, so I am very particular and it is about a personal experience, either myself or someone I really trust. And, And I mean, I'm at a point now where obviously I'm getting contacted and people wanting to come on board. So if they've got a product, I say, well, can you send me something so I can see it? Like, for example, I'm doing a 12-day detox at the moment, which when you run Mums Mums Who Wine is not the easiest thing in the world, Um, but that's an affiliate that wants to come on board and I'm not going to promote and say, yeah, you should do this if I haven't done it myself. So I'm like eight days down. I'm like hangry, but it's good. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Oh, very good. Now, you were obviously saying that it's all about mums mums who whine or mums, mm-hmm. but your hubby mm. has started Dads Who Wine. He has, yeah. And so where um, did that come from? Well, it's really funny because when I first launched it, quite a few people said, oh, when are you, when are you going to do Dads Who Wine? And my husband was always like, nah, it will never work with dads. Like, you know, men are a lot different. Like we, a lot of the mums that come to our events, they come on their own. Like that doesn't happen with men. But it got to a point where people were asking him constantly like, mate, if you do something for dads, I'll come. Like you really should do it. And I'm like, so we sort of thought about it. And, you know, suicide's the number one killer in men. It's, I think there's so much support for women, um, and not as much for men and I think just to create that space so he's like it almost became about because people were asking so much so yeah so he started dads who wine and it's dads who wine and other things too so it includes scotch and golf and beer and things like that um and yeah so he's organized a few events in around inner west he's actually doing a trip to Tassie in October and again, he donates 5% of all proceeds to Panda because not a lot of people know, but one in 10 men suffer from postnatal depression. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, because obviously their life changes as well and the whole overwhelm and things like that. So, yeah. So, it's it's really exciting to do this together. And we're actually traveling to Horsham in June and we're running our first rural event. So, he's doing an event for the dads. I'm doing one for the mums. And yeah, it's really exciting to be doing it together. And so how did he find it? Because I think the same, like if I said to my husband, mm-hmm. why don't you go to this event by yourself? There's no way. No. <laughs> it's actually been, it's, he's run about four or five now and I think he's had about 20, 20 odd guys each time, which I think is amazing for men, like 20 men to come. And quite a few have been their mums who wine members and they sort of go. I was about to say that wives. Yeah. yeah. But in saying that, about 50%, they, their wives or um, partners don't go to Mums Who Wine and they've just seen it and they thought, yeah, one guy travelled from the eastern suburbs all the way to come over because I think there is a real need. It's just a matter of finding a right event. I think men need an activity almost. So, like, he does, like, a scotch tasting. He's going to do one at Hudson's Road um, Wine Bar near us. There's going to be, like, a beer tasting thing and bit of wine so I think if men come for the activity but then they obviously connect while they're there as well yeah I think that activity piece is um is a big one too because I think women are so social and men struggle to 
build friendships if they don't already have them, especially when they're in their 30s and 40s and yeah. So, yeah, what a great initiative. And how, he, how is he finding it? Yeah, he's good. I mean, he works full-time um, as well, so he probably doesn't have as much time to put into yeah. it as what I do. But, um, yeah, he like, he loves it. And it's it's funny because he's he's not... He grew up in the country. He's, like, got, you know, a good group of friends, but he's not as probably out there as I am, yeah. <laughs> as extrovert. But it's it's amazing. I love seeing him come home and he just talks about the, you know, the impact that the, it has on the dads. I know there was one dad that came and he had a couple of drinks and he's like, oh, guys, can I ask you a question? My baby's making this weird noise and I don't know, like, what I'm meant to do. And, and the guys were like, okay, well, what's what does it sound like? And he explained it and they're like, how old's the baby? And he said the age. He's like oh, no, mate, that's totally normal. They're just getting used to the sound of their own voice. And Mark said you could see the weight of the world lift off his shoulders because he didn't know who to ask because he felt silly. But he's like, well, are they okay? Do you know what I mean? It's just actually having that that network of men that they can actually chat about that stuff and the football as well and other things that they do. But <laughs> Oh, very good, very good. So what do you think have been some of your biggest wins like up until now? I think probably, I mean, obviously the huge expansion has been amazing and the fact that it's just really, I don't know, just grown exponentially in such a short time. But I think the thing I was most, the biggest win and the thing that I was most proud of was our self-care saves campaign, which we ran in November. You might have seen it. We ran it um, for perinatal anxiety and depression awareness week and we created, I say we, it's like it's me because I run, run the business. That's right. That's the royal way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we ran, um, so I created a T-shirt and a tank with the hashtag self-care saves. I and, saw it, yeah. Yeah, and we sold them. And I just had, I was just driving one day and I'm like, I want to raise $10,000 in 30 days. And it just dropped into my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I'm someone that if I get an idea, I just put it out there and I'm like, it's just going to happen. So, yeah, so we ran that and, um, you know, it was obviously a lot to make, you know, all the T-shirts and the tanks, and but we raised over $12,000 in 30 days through the message and, more importantly, that people all around Australia, even overseas, a girl in America bought one, a girl in New Zealand, um, a couple of my girlfriends took theirs to Canada and were taking photos in Canada and I think raising over $12,000 for an incredible organisation like Panda but spreading a powerful message um i uh yeah it was a very amazing moment when um i don't know if you saw the video but it got towards the end and i was getting so stressed about it i said mark you just need to take over i don't want to i just need to you calculate it all and i don't know if we're close and then my son thomas presented me the little envelope and i didn't know how much we'd raised and mark filmed it and i just lost it because we'd raised oh, so it. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, I have to go back. <laughs> yeah, have a look. It's like I lose my crap. I'm like, oh, $12,000. But I just thought, you know what? It just shows the power, again, of women supporting women. You know, I know there was some beautiful boutiques like Mabel and Woods, um, Ingrid and Anna. They um, sold them in their store. They didn't make any money off it. But so the, you know, just different points, Catherine by Catherine Carter and quite a few stores were selling them just to try and help me you know and again it's women supporting women two piece clothing in Altona did as well and yeah I just think that people that just love the message and get behind it is is incredible so yeah that was a big win for me 
So good. I say that all the time. People are kind. People uh-huh. want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there is definitely, um, I was away a while ago and that I was with somebody and they were saying a lot of negative things about somebody else. And I just thought, it's just not the world I live in. No. Like we just, it's like never put another woman down. Mm-hmm. Like we all have to be here for each other, raise each other up, support each other. Because if we don't, like, that's just crazy. Why would you not do that? I know. I don't, and I'm lucky in the, up until this date, I haven't had too much negativity. I've had a couple of things, but for the most part, yeah, I just think, you know what, if someone's giving it a crack and if someone's doing something that's benefiting people in society, why would you not back it? I just, yeah. it's, yeah, it overwhelms me. But that, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, people are kind and if they're not, they're not your people. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Could not agree more. So what would be your advice for anybody else looking to sort of start something like this? I mean, we've sort of talked about the fact that you know, um, worrying what other people think or always coming from a corporate background and having these expectations. But you've done so much and it's been so amazing to watch. So what sort of advice would you give somebody else? I just always say to people, just take that step of faith and do it. And I know that's just pretty, yeah, whatever. But like, I just think it's, you've just got to put it out there. And often I put things out there before I know how I'm going to do it. But I feel that if you put it out there, you're kind of accountable and to yourself and you're putting it out into the universe and you're putting it to, to God and, you know, you're just saying, okay, come on, back this. But I just think that life is so short. Don't live with regret. If you've got an idea and most importantly, you want to put it out there before someone else takes the idea. That's what I think that's what's really been fueling me as well. Like, I'm like this because so many people go, this is such a good idea. I'm like, I know that's why I'm pushing it before someone else comes and steals it. Um, You just would hate to have this idea or whatever it is. And you know what, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're in no worse, no worse position. What, you know, what if it, like, I think everyone's like, what if it fails? I'm like, but what if it doesn't, you know, like I, I essentially, like I if someone had said to me a few years ago, you would be running your own business drinking wine for a living and, you know, I, I would have slapped them. I'm like, you're crazy. I'm a lawyer. I'm going to be a partner. I'm going to do this. Um, so I just think take that step and back yourself. And my advice, also what my, I said before about my girlfriend, in those early stages, I think Richard Branson actually said it, that's the real, you know, integral time, the really sacred time. If you've got that little seed it's very easy to, if someone comes in and says not, nah, then you won't go with it. So be very aware of the people you're around when you're in that time. And I was very mindful of that. So people that I knew might have been a bit opinionated, I kind of took my, you know, took my distance for a bit. Um, and yeah, just be around people that genuinely want to see you succeed and back you. And they're just going to, and people you can be real with. I, I don't have time for to sit and talk about the weather. I want to sit and talk about real stuff and that's me and I think that, I hope that comes across through social media as well. I'm very mindful that, and I say at all my events, don't look at the highlight reel of Instagram. It's not real. Like, you know, my son literally just started sleeping through the night and he's two and a half and so I'd go out to all these events and I'd be wearing beautiful dresses and I'd come home and I'd be not sleeping. So just get around and support people and, yeah, be kind as well, which is what you said. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that at any stage in business, protecting your own headspace mm-hmm. is so important and only inviting people who are worthy mm-hmm. of listening to your ideas into your circle because otherwise there are people that want to step on your dreams and step mm-hmm. on your ideas. And, and I just think it's like, you know, when, when people really are genuine about backing you and just going, it doesn't matter that you don't know how you're going to do it, but I, I totally think you should. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's, yeah, those are the people you can invite into your circle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Especially at that early stage as well when you're doubting yourself already. So if someone, especially someone you trust, like sometimes family members can be, um, you know, amazing, but they're so protective of you. And it it, it does come from, you would hope it comes from a nice heart, but they're, oh, what about this? And that's why I didn't talk too much with my family initially because obviously quitting the corporate high-paying job to you know, this pipe dream of mums who whine. But now they're obviously amazed and overwhelmed. But I think, yeah, just just be very protective with who you let in at that that pivotal time. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the vision for the future? Oh, total world domination. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, in all honesty, um, that. But um, (laughs) I would... I would love and I'm very passionate about seeing mums who wine in every city in Australia. I think that um, there's so many mums that are isolated. There's so many mums that are, whether you move to a new area or even if you're in your own area and you've got kids at different ages, I would love to see it everywhere. Um, So back in the day, like people used to find a church when they moved to a new area and they'd find a community and, you know, not as many people go to church now. So it's like, okay, you've moved to a new location. Okay, when's the next Mums Who Wine event? And I'd love to see, I would love to raise a million dollars for Panda and which again, huge dream, but backing it I believe it's going to happen and to go global as well so we've run an event in Auckland Um, I've had inquiries from from America from Canada from lots of parts of Europe which is exciting but obviously I just don't have the money to get there at the moment um, or time so but to see that everywhere and just to see mums connected and have friends it's just I think there's nothing better than having mums or women that you can talk to and rely on and count on and if I can play a playing a role in that then I think that my my job is done amazing I absolutely love it backing you 100% lady oh thanks Suze that's so good that's so good so where can people find you if they're out walking the dog or driving in the car with kids where can they find you well, we've got our website, so www.mumswhowine.com.au. We've also Instagram is mumswhowine underscore au um, and Facebook is just mumswhowine where we run events in lots of different locations. It's probably easiest just to jump on and see where the events are. But if you follow us on, you know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook because you will see us put up about events. You'll see us put up new businesses exciting things we're doing, fundraisers, like for example, that um, event at Jackalope, 100% of proceeds went to Panda. So we do those quite regularly. We also do retreats. So we're doing a retreat in Bali. So there's details about that. So yeah, follow us on Instagram, not to get more likes, but just to, uh, you know, actually get the message out there. And if you see something that really resonates like about self-care, please share it because you just don't know the impact that that might have on someone and you just don't know what's happening behind closed doors. So 
Yeah, amazing. Well, we'll have all of those links in the show notes. Um, we'll be talking about it on socials too. But thank you so much for today. I really feel uh, like the power of what you're trying to do. Like it's really, I feel like you, obviously there's a very social conscience there um, and I love it. I love what your drivers are. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting me on. I'm very honoured. Pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Lauren. I absolutely loved it. I think some of the key things that I really took away were obviously when there's a need and you can see an opportunity to move quickly and make it your opportunity and really fill a gap in the market. I also love the fact that she had friends that were like, you need to make this into a business, which is very much exactly what happened to me when I was helping friends out and uh, just doing it over wine on a coffee table or a, you know, a dining room table. And I just think, like I always say, when you surround yourself with people who really want to see you succeed and they, you know, don't want to keep you where you are doing what you're doing in your comfort zone, I think that it really allows for you to feel fully supported when you do try new things. So thank you, Lauren. I loved that chat. I will be doing more stories, you know, and sharing how women have gotten to where they are, as well as all of the tactical tips, etc. But I really loved that chat and I got so much out of it personally. So if you want to check out, obviously all of Lauren's details, I'll be in the show notes. So head over there. But if you want to connect, then you can follow me everywhere at Suze Chadwick. And thanks again for hanging out. I really do love hanging out with you every week. If you've got any questions and hit me up in the DMs on Instagram or Insta stories, because that's where I love to connect and have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold. <laughs>